Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models in the course of this episode. So it's to cover five major league baseball games scheduled to be played on Friday, May 26, 2023. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. That's where you get all the A-plus plays of the day. I don't even know what the ROI to this point of the season is on those uh, 10%, you know, something like that. Uh, no, 15%, over 15% right now. Uh, one pick a day on the best baseball game. It's not going to win every single get every single day, uh, but, you know, just the A-plus play of the day by itself is going to pay for your membership at Dub Club under a dollar a day. Go click the link in the show description to sign up if you haven't already. Remember <clears throat> that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show, project a typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T, is that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here. People, I've been preaching it, and some of you, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but remember, we're not concerned about one game. We're not going to get every game correct. And I think in the last... Uh, 36 hours you have seen. We lost an absolute heartbreaker on uh, Wednesday with the fiasco that was, uh, you know, a, a, a come from a come from a head loss, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And then 24 hours later on Thursday, we get the over in Colorado, Miami on a game that should have gone over probably the whole time. They're like 20 some odd base runners in the first seven innings. And then we get a ton of runs in the bottom of the eighth and top of the ninth to go over. And that's the exact sort of thing we're talking about. We're going to have some heartbreaking losses. We're going to have some great victories. You can't get too invested in one single game. That's why I preach my units are 1% of my bankroll, a small amount. We're talking about slow and steady. We're not trying to get rich quick because no matter what you're doing with this, you're going to get picked wrong. And, and I don't want to go too long on this, but I do want to plant some seeds in your heads. People, I and, and, and hear me out on this. I want to get some picks wrong. And here then you're like, wait, no, don't, don't click away yet. If I knew which ones I would get wrong, obviously I wouldn't. That's not possible. So let's talk about the reality. The reality is I want a model that when it says the team's going to win 60% of the time, they actually win six out of 10 times. Why is that? Because if my model is correct and it's done a great job and it actually is really close to 60% of the time and they win six out of 10 times, that means we can look and find out. And if it's priced at minus 150, we pass. If it's priced at minus 130, we bet it. If the other side's priced at plus 180, we bet that side. Why is that? Because I want the one team to win six times and the other team to win four times because if they win every time, then it's actually not 60% and I don't know what to bet. So it sounds kind of counterintuitive. So some of you are like, you know, but we, 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 we know we're going to lose some picks. That's okay. What we know is that we're going to, in the long run, win more than we lose. And so that's the mindset that I'm trying to preach around here. It's the slow and steady long-term growth. If we never lose any for a short, short stretch, we know we've got a miscalibrated model. We want the model to be calibrated accurately. That means we're going to win more than we lose. We're going to lose some. It's part of it. 
we just move on. Don't get too invested in one game because so far we've been profitable this season. Zay great picks, all those A-plus plays today. Again, some of them given out here. The total's been great, too. If you want all the picks, dub clubs where it's at. But otherwise, we're taking that long-term view. I wish I could say we'll be profitable on every single game, every single day. But unfortunately, that's just an impossible reality for any gambler. But what we will do is slow and steady, long-term game. Game. That's what we've been doing. That's what we're going to keep doing. I love Friday's slate. Absolutely love, love, love it. I've got already, I think, 19 picks that I've locked in personally that I've sent to all the people on Dub Club. We're going to talk about five games today, seven, eight picks. I can't remember exactly. Ton more picks. So many good ones to choose from. So many great prices. So many A-grade plays. So many great totals. I love Friday's slate. But before we get to it, those reminders, please hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. The way I scale things out, A grade, money line plays, return four units, B grade, return three, C grade, return two. I make the risk plus win amount equal that. It's kind of like flat betting, but it's a little bit more in depth, and it kind of prevents us from having to figure out on a big underdog, do we put a half unit or a three quarters of a unit, something like that. The math takes care of itself. It's simple. I like it. It's what I do personally. So that's just the way I scale it. But with the scaling, with the picks, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. We're going to start off 6.40 p.m. Eastern, a game that everybody should be interested in. This series, Dodgers and Rays, should be a fantastic one to watch. I don't really know what to do with regards to the side. I think it's priced pretty well. I don't think it's worth investing in at the moment. The model says it's a straight-up coin toss. Rays minus 101 that they win 50.3% of the time. It's about as close as a coin toss as you can get. So right now, the prices I'm seeing on these two teams is slightly better for the Dodgers at minus 105. You can see on the screen that's the lean. It doesn't have a risk next to it. That means I'm not playing it right now. If I could get plus odds on the Dodgers, I would take it. Even money, maybe I think about even money. That's that's maybe play, maybe not. But plus odds, I take if if you can get it. Otherwise, unless it's plus odds on the Dodgers, I'm not taking. Unless it's plus odds on the Rays, I'm not taking. I want plus money on either team. Both these teams need plus money, uh, about plus one ten to get to an A grade. I think it should be a fantastic game. You've got Noah Syndergaard going for the Dodgers. Jalen Beeks and Cooper Chris. Jalen Beeks will open. Cooper Chriswell is the guy expecting to the bulk of the innings. For the Rays, I think it's kind of a wash there. I'm not really sure much who's going to have a pitching edge. As the game goes along, the Dodgers bullpen, I have a little bit more faith in them than the Rays bullpen. But uh, this Rays offense is, is second to none, really. And so and the fact that the game's in Tampa kind of offsets the edge that the, that the Dodgers might have pitching-wise, not having to get as many innings out of that bullpen, having a better bullpen. I think it's a straight-up coin toss game. Again, I'm looking for plus odds for a B-grade pick on either side. Even money's where I'm thinking about it or plus 110, basically for the same side. Uh, or for either side doesn't matter. It's kind of my threshold for, for investing in this game but where I like a play is the total I'm going over nine at even money model projects 9.4 and the bottom line is I'm not confident in a lot of the pitching in this game until we get to that Dodgers bullpen and they're not going to want to pull Syndergaard they're going to want to get a few innings out of him I don't think he's I think he's gonna have some few runs this Rays offense is fantastic this Dodgers offense is really good and I'm not a huge fan of this Rays bullpen either Ought to be runs in this game. Two of the best offenses in baseball. I'm not betting over nine and a half, but I am betting over nine and even money is even better. So I'm going even money over nine as my best play in what might be the must-see TV game of the night. A close second to that, at least on intrigue of star power, Padres and the Yankees. Going to back the Yankees at plus 120. It's a B-grade pick. Sideline says it should be Padres minus 111. 
that they win 52.5% of the time, so the Yankees winning at 47.5% of the time at plus 120 makes for a positive expected value play. If it gets to plus 122, that's an A grade, so plus 120 is a B-plus grade, almost to that A grade threshold. It's pretty close to a coin toss game. Yankees at home gives them, obviously, a little bit of an edge. They're starting Randy Vasquez, who's about as blah as I can think of with regards to how he projects going forward. Don't have a ton of data on him. From the minor leagues, he looks just very mediocre, decent Yankees bullpen. I don't think he'll be bad, but I don't think he'll be great. Here's the thing. He'll be opposed by Joe Musgrove, who I don't know if he's going to be bad or great. I mean, he's been not very good this year. And one of those starts was in Mexico City. You could for sure give that one a pass, but even if you take that out, his numbers aren't good. The underlying metrics aren't good. He still doesn't look completely healthy. He's a guy roster in fantasy, and I'm not starting him in this one. I'm just keeping him on the bench because I don't know what's happening with him. And so you've got a pitcher who has historically been really good, doesn't look right yet. And that's why I think there might be a little bit of value here on the Yankees. And here's the thing. I'm also going to play the under. Why is that number one? I think the under hits. But number two, it's kind of a little bit of insurance against that Yankees pick. I think, you know, if Musgrove pitches really well and holds the Yankees down, might lose that one at plus odds. That's fine. We're going to win the under. We're going to basically pretty close to break even. If Musgrove gets lit up, we're going to win so much on the Yankees that it's going to cover that, we're, that, un, that total bet. We're going to make some money, and we might win both. So I'm playing both of these, the under nine at minus 105, playing the Yankees at plus 120, B grade. I think both these got a decent chance to hit. I don't love either one, but I like both of them. If you want to put them together instead of playing them two separate like this, you play the Yankees team total, or it should be the Padres team total under. Their bats have been pretty disappointing this season, both at home and away. So that would be the alternative look if you didn't want to double up here. But I like both these. I think we got a chance to win both, and it's kind of hard to see us losing uh, both of these. The only way that we lose both is if both the Padres' bats, which haven't been that great this year, come to life and Musgrove's terrible and the Padres win a shootout. I don't see that as being overly likely it's possible, but I'm going to take my chances here and hope that we don't lose both. At least we split to get a chance to win both. Also on this one, why do I like the under? Because of the fact the model projects 8.3 for the runs here. It's going to be a cool night in New York. We're going to start off in the mid-60s, but close in the mid-50s. Wind will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour, knocking those balls down. Obviously, a guy like Aaron Judge has enough power to hit a home run in that park. If Soto gets behind one, he's got enough power to hit a home run in that ballpark. Machado, uh, you know, any of the, the big names, right, for the – I guess Machado might even be hurt. I can't even remember. Um, it's all in the system. I don't – I haven't watched the Padres all week for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, some of those guys, they got enough power to get it out. But, but unless you really crush one with the temperature cooling down and the wind blowing in, it's not going to be a home run. And so that's going to help us keep the scoring down. The model is saying Musgrove hasn't been that good, really hedging its bets on him and still says that nine is too many runs. I wouldn't play under eight and a half, but I love that push protection on nine. That way, if it does get to four to four, we've at least still got a push on the table. Uh, so under nine, again, a pretty solid look as is Yankees B grade. I like both, don't love either, but I think both are worth a small play and that's how I'm investing in it personally. 8, 10 p.m. Eastern, Blue Jays at the Twins. With regards to the side, Blue Jays minus 145 is a C grade pick. That's exactly the price the model says. So it's even expected value. If you want to be invested, Blue Jays minus 145, not a terrible pick. I'm not jumping at this. As much as I do love Kevin Gaussman, I'm just holding off and waiting on a better price. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. That's fine. But really, I just want minus 140 on this one before I invest. Um, This Twins team isn't bad. It's a road game for the Blue Jays, but... 
I mean, they should be favored on the road. Kevin Gaussman's fantastic. This Blue Jays offense is still one of the top five in baseball. There's really not much more to it than that. Uh, Louis Varlin, league average pitcher, not bad. That's why I like the under eight is my official pick on this one. Even money, again, even better. Under eight here, model projects 7.5. We'll have a nice night, Minnesota. It'll be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close, but the wind will be blowing in. And you've got, again, a decent pitcher in Varlin for the Twins and a good bullpen behind him and a great pitcher in Kevin Gaussman, who you take away like two innings this year and his ERA is probably like .2 or something ridiculous. Uh, He's been pretty fantastic all season long. And so the way I'm choosing to back him here is the under eight for the full game. I tend to just have better results doing that. If you like team totals, uh, I would go twins team total. You're going to have to pay a price for it, of course, and or it's going to be a low number, one of the two. You can look that way. You look first five if you want. This Blue Jays bullpen isn't bad, though. And like I said, I just tend to have better results going full game. So I'm sticking a full game under eight, holding off on the side unless the number gets better. We'll check it in the morning and see what it looks like. 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Astros at the A's. Uh, look, I feel like I've said this before, but I wanted to talk about this game again after yesterday's show and just remind people that we are on the fade Oakland trade until something changes. What's going to change? I don't think they're going to get better players. Um, I'm not sure if the city thing is going to resolve itself anytime soon. I don't think it will. Um, what's going to change? The sports books are going to adjust in the price. They haven't yet. They're still treating this team like it's going to still win 60 games or 55 games. And I'm not sure they're going to get anywhere near that. So we're still in the fade Oakland trade. Um, kind of until further notice. But uh, I, I kind of don't want to talk too much about it because they're terrible. We know they're terrible. Uh, Cousin Jerry talked about how many runs that they've allowed. It's historically bad. Their bullpen rating is a number that I didn't even think was possible in my spreadsheet or in my, my, my database. Uh, I, I didn't think it could get, could get that high. <laughs> um James Caprellian starting, and he's one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. 860 ADR. They've already moved him to the bullpen, but then they've had to move him back because they've had other terrible starting pitchers and injuries and who knows what. Underlying metrics suggest the ERA should be in the low sixes. Uh, the Astros go score a lot of runs. They should, at least. It's a big ballpark, so you never really know, but, but they should score a lot of runs. Hunter Brown's a good pitcher for the Astros. Uh, Astros bullpen's good. Astros are a good team. I mean, it's a big number, but... I just wanted to come back to this and remind everybody we've been fading Oakland pretty hard this last week. I think we've won every pick and we're going to lose one of them. I don't know when I hope it's not Thursday. I hope it's kind of like the start of the show. I want to lose some picks. If I'm not losing any picks, then something really is wrong with my model. Like that would be cool, but it's not possible, right? I'd be defying the laws of mathematics. We're going to lose a pick. The A's are going to win a game, but they're being priced right now where we can just blindly fade them every single game. And we're going to win six out of seven, seven out of eight. And we're going to lose a lot on the one we lose. It's going to suck. <laughs> just to be honest, look, we lose this, we're losing 2.9 units. It's not going to be fun, but we're going to slowly. And, and you say, Oh, you're going to win one, one unit. Okay. Well, if we win six games and we win six units in those games, and then we lose the seventh game and lose three, we're still up three units over a week. Like just with one team, like that's exactly what we're going for here. So, so the price has changed. We're just going to keep fading Oakland. I don't really think there's much more to say about it than that. Um, it's been fun so far fading them. Um, I guess it's not always fun running. It's a terrible team. It's kind of fun to root for them. Problem is they, they never win. So that's why we're still going to be fading them. Even though the price is high, we're going to lose one of them at some point, but 
we're going to make so much in the other games that it'll be worth it. Weather-wise on this one, uh, we are looking at mid-50s wind blowing out. A little stronger than usual at that park. Um, projected total, this one's 8.5. Actual total, 8.5. So I think it's priced pretty well. But the model says it should be Ashes minus 315, so minus 260. Just the extent of the A-grade territory, 260s. Maybe lower 270s is kind of the threshold for an A grade on this one. If you're uh, looking, shopping around, there's a lot of a lot of prices in the mid minus 200s that would be A grade on this. And again, I think we're just keeping the A's until the sports books really react and really start making the odds different. And then I think we're just going to pass. We're not going to back the A's, but we're not going to fade them once the price gets too outrageous. This isn't there yet, so we're going to keep continuing to profit fading the A's. Hopefully for a little while. Hopefully they hopefully they just never figure it out. We just keep doing it all season long. Wrapping us up here at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Pirates at the Mariners. Two of the surprise teams in baseball, in my opinion. The Mariners, kind of how disappointing they've been at times. The Pirates, how good they've been at times. Uh, facing off here, a matchup that doesn't happen often up until now with the new scheduling change. I feel like these are two teams that I feel like I never remember playing each other. Um, Mitch Keller and George Kirby, two pretty good pitchers. The models views pretty evenly here. Both these guys have ERAs in the mid twos underlying metrics for both. say so they should be in the upper twos. I mean, these two guys are good and they're the real deal. Uh, I like both of them. The, the difference is the pirates still, offensively a little challenged below average because of their injuries that they've had. Unfortunately for them, Mariners bullpen, as good as the Pirates bullpen has been, as much of an improvement as it's been, the Mariners bullpen is still better. Mariners still the better team at home, minus 140. Gets an A grade for me. Sideline says it should be Mariners minus 155. They went about 61% of the time. And this minus 140 is the threshold for an A grade. So I'm seeing, I locked this in, gave this to our dub clubbers earlier in the day. By the time I'm recording this now, uh, the best price I'm seeing is minus 150. So again, remember, we're being on Dub Club. My mission is to save people dimes left and right. This saves you a dime here because you're playing at minus 140, which is an A. Current price I'm seeing right now, minus 150. That's a B grade. Um, I'd still play it up to minus 155, maybe even up to minus 160. Beyond that, though, I think I just pass. But what I want to talk about, I told them in the Dub Club, I said, this morning, the total was six and a half. And I said, I, I like the under. I'd play under six and a half, but I'm not doing it yet. I'm going to hold off and see if we can get a seven. Lo and behold, what do you have later in the day? Under seven. That number is fresh. So if you're watching this sooner in the day than later, you're still able to get the seven. I hope it stays out there for you. Under seven is a great play for this one. Model projects 5.9. I have two plays I absolutely love in this game. So if you were with us on Dub Club, you already locked in the Mariners. And now you get to add under seven. You got two great plays to wrap up your Friday night. If you're not, and maybe you missed the boat on the Mariners, or maybe you're saying, I'm going to sprinkle a little, but I'm not going to go too heavy because I missed the good price. That under seven is still a great investment. You've got one of the more pitcher-friendly ballparks in America, mid-60s. So it should be an open roof. That park plays really big in these conditions. And like I said, you got two real deal starting pitchers. Mariners bullpen's great. Pirates bullpen, pretty solid. Pirates offense, well below average. Mariners offense, average at best. This could be a low scoring game. I like the Mariners here. I like them to win a low scoring contest. Something like four to two seems pretty reasonable. Maybe four to three. And that's where you got that seven. Under seven is real valuable. That push protection there in cases I'm like four to three. You could easily see a three to one, three to two type game. Should be a low-scoring contest. Love the under, love the Mariners here at a price like minus 140. All sorts of great investments to be made out in Seattle. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck 
And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.